Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Barkley put it, <laughs> looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Facts. Hey, a special Tuesday edition. Got the pod up on a Tuesday. Horrible rendition of whatever the hell that song is. That was a thing kids did on the Vine. Years ago, back before TikTok raped and pillaged Vine's reputation, R.I.P. Vine. Welcome to episode 56 of the Grease Pole Podcast. Appreciate you taking part. As always, you can follow the pod on IG at Grease Pole Podcast. I'm also on Twitter as well, kind of, sort of, rarely, sporadically. You can follow me there at Grease Pole Pod if you so choose. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes drop each and every Monday unless it was a holiday and your boys were busy yesterday, in which case you get an episode in your lap on a Tuesday like this one. Tell a friend if you think the pod rocks. I appreciate you doing so. Um, Boom, let's watch the video. (laughs) (laughs) My guy, he makes me so happy. He makes me so happy, man. Did you see, Justin, He uh, a new... So we talked about we talked about our guy's affinity for uh, mall shirts, mall mall kiosk tees for Sirianni going going in. Yeah, man, he's got another one in the arsenal. Oh yeah, uh, where was it? When did you send that? Was it on Instagram? <laughs> yeah, is his closet is deep already, man. He's invested. I like it. He has uh, Jason Kelsey in the Mummers outfit, cutting the Super Bowl promo. Uh, no one likes us and we don't care, which is like a Philly thing. No mm-hmm. one likes us, we don't care. So I like seeing my man all in, man. I wanna I wanna go through the closet and see what all is there. Yeah. <laughs> I want like, to. Hey man, take take I mean, first of all, killer video content. Oh, dude, right? Coach, if you're listening. Come on, man. Can we get the rights, please? Take us there. Yeah, let's, let's go. go let's go through your closet. It's gear. It is gear, so it also fits Gear Freaks. Yeah. Follow us at Gear Freaks Pod on IG and Twitter. New episodes drop each and every Tuesday of the Gear Freaks Podcast. Tell a friend about that as well, won't you please? Um I like I like the new threads that my guy's breaking out. This is like a theme now, and it seems like Eagles social media is like Are they for or against? Oh, it seems like they're on it because it was a pro, it was an in favor comment of Good. like, hey. Look at his new shirt, though. Look at Coach's closet, and you're like, another one. Yes. He's got another one. So you know there are more in there. Yes. There's got to be. He, I mean, let it be his thing. Please let it be his I thing. I want it to be Just his go thing. Nuts. Yes, please. Get, I want him to have, by the time it's all said and done, like Brandon Graham, we've seen Jason Kelsey, legends. I want this motherfucker to be out there rocking JJR Sega Whiteside shirts by the time it's said and done. I want him rocking like dudes that are going to get cut. The kicker, the punter. Yeah, everybody, dude. Everybody. Third string center. <laughs> the long snapper. Yeah, get you a Flacco, too. Get you number seven Joe Flacco while you're at it. Nice. You know, everybody, man. It makes me so happy. I love the dude. I love that uh, the comment section doesn't seem to be uh volatile yet because he hasn't lost a game so the sky isn't falling yet but it seems to be like hey cool you know we like this you have a coach with a personality i love it dude yeah did you see the video of him i think i tagged you in it on ig because it was i think it was after last week's episode we were talking you know we were talking about talking about our guy and he came out for otas and this is this has never been done, done in that city man he came out just grins and giggles, and the media's right there. You know, he's taking the field to go, you know, mm-hmm. for practice and shit. And he takes the field, and he's he's fist bumping the media members. Yo. And he was like, he, he's taking the time to like, hey, how are you? Appreciate you coming out. 
And it was like, this is fucking adorable, man. What a guy. Class. A1, dude. Just a guy, just a human being. And these are ultimately the same people who are going to rip this motherfucker apart in six months. So I want to, yeah, I want to tell, like, don't stop. Don't be nice to them, man. They're not, I mean, maybe Uncle S, because you want to play rock, paper, scissors with them now, you know, but (laughs) I mean, you can't. Rock, paper, scissors. Let's see how competitive you are. (laughs) Do it. Yeah. Like you can't. That would be great. <laughs> I mean, like these people, they're not, they're for you now, mm-hmm. but there's nothing in the, in the lost column yet. Yeah. Wow. God. That's one thing I don't miss about being an NFL fan specifically is you get, especially in, in those markets, the, yep. the Phillies and, and whatnot, like no turnaround. No. My coach has to immediately win. And it's like, yeah. Don't we want to build a winner here? Like, nope, no patience. No, we want it now. It's like, yeah, okay. We just fired a guy that won the Super Bowl fucking three, four years ago. I, I mean, again, he so. deserved it, yeah. right? But it in the if you were to say again, and I like we said here, like that the Super Bowl is not going to guarantee you a decade of employment in this city in this market, right? But you know, I'd have thought he'd lasted a little bit more. Again, he did him, more, yeah. yeah, he did himself in, but. You know, like we said, I want the patience to be extended here Especially with our with guy. This guy. He's so great. He's entertaining. He's, he's, oh my God, dude. He's the best, man. And if he gets you a couple W's in, you know, the interim, word up. Cool. If not, How who do, cares? I got to imagine that, that guys are going to get fired up for this guy. He's very energetic, man. I, I, like, I don't know. Peterson was a player's coach too, but Peterson was very uh I don't know, man. He like he was fine. He, you know, hey, here's your Hagen Dodge, your ice cream, whatever. But this dude just seems like somebody that you want to play for. Like you can be a player's coach, man, and succeed. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Like, I think you gotta have some asshole in you. Mm-hmm. You know. You gotta know when to turn it on. You got to. But the first like the first step, one of the first things to to me, this was always the approach I took. You got to have, like, your players have to be willing to run through a wall for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that sounds, look, that is football cliche as fuck yeah. here on the pod. We're here for football cliches, but I think it's true. Yeah. I think it's true, man. Like, it, I still lose sleep over Fox Hill's record from two and a half years ago. But, hey, man, those motherfuckers would have run through a wall for your boy. I just called a bunch of children motherfuckers. <laughs> If any of my, you know, if it, hey, I love all of you. Boom, let's watch the videotape. <laughs> I love all of you. I don't mean it. I don't mean it in that sense. Um, oh. But they were, and I was proud of that, you know. But look, man, I love the wardrobe. I love that he's making an effort, man. Yeah, and if he's rocking a player on his shirt, yeah, you're telling me that guy isn't going to go out there and be like, this is, this is my guy. He supports me. Yeah. And that that's such a good point because I would be, if I was not Brandon Now, okay, here's the thing. Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey are the only ones we've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, and now it's now it's a thing. Now they're not going to not put it out there, I wouldn't think, because it's become a gimmick. Yeah. But, you know, you know he's got more. He's, he's got you a deep it. closet. Yeah. And I want to see that motherfucker. But I would be upset if I was not either bg or jason kelsey i would be like well where's my well, shirt what about me yeah what about me i'm the third string punter <laughs> right do you <laughs> not, not good enough do you not have mine <laughs> you know but like if i'm fletcher cox or miles sanders or anybody like i'd be like fuck man i've got three digits on my jersey what's the deal here? <laughs> you know i might not even make the team you might you might crush my dreams in two months and cut my ass but <laughs> Do you have a shirt of me? Because that would make it better. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I've got a feeling he's not going to enjoy the process of cutting people. He's Probably not, not. He's not going to like ending guys' dreams. He's going to go, hey, this is not uh, – I'm not doing this. I once had a teacher, uh, not just specifically me, but it, at, uh, at Kickatan High, ironically, he's an Eagles fan as well. Not going to drop the name, but redacted teacher. Um, his go-to was because we his first year as a teacher – was with uh, a class your boy was in, mm-hmm. and we were heinous. And uh, his go-to catchphrase was, I'm going to write you up, not because I want to, but because I have to. <laughs> and uh, 
a, a buddy of mine who uh, is named, I'm not going to name him, but his name, he's named after a, a whiskey. Okay. Legitimately. Um, I had him, somewhere I had him sign the bottle that shares his name and in all the moves over the years it got lost and I'm really devastated because that was a fun artifact and a fun night. But when he said that to him, I'm going to write you up, not because I want to, because I have to. My buddy who shares a name with a sour mash looks at him and goes, bitch, you don't have to do shit. <laughs> and I was like, yay, 15-year-old. Like <laughs> like we said before, aren't you the worst when you're that age? Yeah. This man is trying to make a living and, you know, bring home the bread as they speak for the mm-hmm. wife and kid. And he's here getting cussed out by dudes that are virgins. Yes. You know? Oh, We're the worst. Especially in Hampton. Like, just in general, because all four of our schools were pretty mm-hmm. decent at football. And yeah, we were the worst in Hampton. Kickatan was the worst. I'll own that. I guess probably by the time you were there. When I was there, they were decent. They were in the mix. Yeah. Um, but it was it was pretty much us and Phoebus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Hampton, yo, the football players ran everything. Yeah, yeah dude everything <laughs> yeah so yeah, because you imagine <laughs> you don't fuck with redacted head coach over there because yes. he's a local legend yeah um i hope he's still alive i imagine so. i hope he's not <laughs> i know that he i shouldn't have said that into a live mic i've got thoughts on him i won't go into into a live mic and i'll just stop that thought there here's the period on that sentence go ahead i know he left for like a minute like i a season and then came back okay and that would have been already probably at least 15 years ago okay i don't know if he's still coaching but yo probably they're gonna have to wheel that motherfucker out of there because yo i mean dealing and dealing college and high school essentially dude we stole somebody from y'all uh shoot i don't remember the cat's name javon quillen no he stayed with y'all we did steal somebody from Kickatan, though. There, yeah, it it. Hampton and Phoebus were like the Alabama and we stole somebody from Phoebus too. Jay Brown, <laughs> he was a quarterback there. He was a receiver for us because Ron Curry. Right, I remember when I us. so when when I when I was playing for Kickatan, Phoebus had. I'm not going to mention the name. Folks can do research because internet. But they had a 19 year old freshman playing quarterback. A 19-year-old freshman. Wowzers. Come on. How? (laughs) You know. Wow. (laughs) I think what it was is probably one of those deals like you lie about your age, like Uh the baseball players that come from Cuba and shit. Like, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Jinkies. You know? Yeah. 19. Yeah. We'll see in my Buddy also brought a paintball gun to practice. Oh. Yeah. A seven five seven football story episode would be fun, <laughs> yeah. Because I've got some in the chamber. Not everybody would be thrilled. I mean, these were all from fuck, man. Almost twenty years ago at this point. So the only ones I have, <laughs> your boy over here was in the marching band. So yeah, man. All my stories are from from the bench. There's nothing wrong with it. There, was, I think it was Phoebus. Kickatan's band sucked. No offense yeah, if we're awful. Um, horrible. Ripples rend- wasn't very good, too. No, you guys and Fe- Phoebus was the ones that did Thriller, and it was like, that is so dope. Yeah. And we're here coming out to a shitty rendition of Florida State's Tomahawk chant. Yeah. You know? We did. We played Woo. <laughs> and Busta Rhymes. It was awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Flip mode. Yes. I. Uh, it, it was, God, man, fun times. But I. we were by... I, it, it is an oddly competitive four schools, mm-hmm. for sure. And I know that, like you said, college football and high school. Basically. It, it's, at, it's least, a, at least Hampton and Phoebus, for sure. It, for sure. It's applicable here. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Um, <laughs> definitely not Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> that <the> school. <laughs> I just think, I, I think it's hilarious because <clears throat> I, I think about I got some stories, uh, uh, Clark, because of Wilson. Yeah. Um, I I think of, uh, so I watched Ron Curry, obviously. Yep. Smoke Mike Vick for four seasons. Yeah, man. Like, 
63 nothings <laughs> and to watch him go to tech and then like take the NCAA by storm and then take the NFL by storm. I'm like, wait, this was supposed to go the other way. Yeah. What happened? Role reversal. What the hell? Yeah, dude. I mean, ultimately, I know what happened. Curry right. Went to the wrong school. Yep. Yep. But, but he was a big deal, man, because that was right around when we got here. And I played against Vic's brother because he went to Warwick, too. Mm-hmm. I played against him. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. Um, there was a lot of good talent to come out of here, man. Um, Gerard Mayo, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, we played with him at Kickatan. Um, Chris Ellis, who was a third rounder, third round pick by Buffalo, went to Tech. He went to Bethel, played against him. One of the Adibi brothers, I think it was Xavier Adibi, went to Virginia Tech, ended up being like a fourth rounder by the Texans. Mm-hmm. I think it was Xavier Adibi. Um, you know, Tyrod Taylor played against him. He's yep. still in the league, yeah. you know, because he was Hampton's quarterback when mm-hmm. I was playing. A lot of talent coming out of the 757, man. Even Aaron Brooks back in the day went to one of the Newport News schools. I think it was Ferguson, Aaron Brooks. They're not around anymore, FHS. Right. Yeah. I always wanted to I always wanted to I always wanted to go to Woodside High because I love the colors. Love the colors. Per, you know, per, teal and purple. Mm-hmm. And they had really nice facilities. The like Wolverines. Yeah. It was new. Yeah, right. The Woodside Wolverines. Yeah. It was so new. Because it opened in like late 90s, I think. Mm, probably like my junior year, <clears throat> 97, 98. So we went to, I will tell this story real quick, and I'll save the rest for a slow day, which there will be plenty of because it's summertime and I'm not doing Devontae Smith OTA talk. I'm not going to be that pod. But <laughs> he looks great. Of course. There we go. Uh, yeah. There it is. Yep, there it is. There's your OTA coverage. Have a nice day. But we played at uh this was my ninth grade year, so it was JV, and we played at Woodside. Mm-hmm. It was our last game of the year. And um I can't remember if we won or lost, it doesn't matter, but we went in the locker room, you know, after the game, last game of the year. And their locker rooms were so fucking nice, man. And we're coming from Kickatan, dude. Yeah. Where, I mean, that school's been around since the 60s. Not a whole lot updated. Right. Nothing at all updated. We have different greens. The pick of the school colors, green and white. Yeah. There's several different greens that are represented through the halls of Kickatan. It mm-hmm. just depends on what we've gotten to paint yet and yeah. update, you know? We had gold lockers in our red and white school. <laughs> so... I swear, dude. I think I don't remember Kickatan's locker color, but I remember there were a lot of uh like that seventies your grandmother's bathroom tile color green. Yeah. There was a lot of that, man. And uh like so we get in the locker room, man, we're like, holy shit, like it felt to us at the time like a fucking division one NCAA facility. We were yeah. like, this is fucking nice. So what is a a group of dudes do that are that age when you know you're not coming back because they're gonna have to come to us next year. Yeah, I can only assume something bad. And you know what we're not doing? Having to having to deal with whatever happens in the locker room. Because, you know, we don't get paid for that, mm-hmm. is your thought when you're that age. Yep. So a oh, lot of no. destruction happened in the of Woodside course. locker room. A lot. An absurd amount. <laughs> yeah. And it got found out about afterwards. And so we ended up having like retroactive APC the following season. Like, oh, you motherfuckers want to fuck up a locker room. Okay. You know, here's 1,596 up downs or whatever it was. Some egregious shit. You're like, oh, man, like it was fun. I'll be able to tell the story in 18 years on a pod, but (laughs) is it worth the pain? Yeah, we won. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Like, is it worth the pain and suffering at the time? Probably not. Definitely not. Definitely. Not, you know, you got it done though. Yeah, I mean, unless this story pops a rating, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, we did it. Shout out Woodside High. Appreciate you, Wolverines. You got cool colors. And at the time, we were really jealous of your, uh, of your locker room. I always, so you talked about always wanting to go there. Um, they were, so they're way up like Fort Eustis. Yeah. So like. You get to live up there, too, to go to that school. Not a bummer, dude. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Woodside Wolverines. That is such a cool name. I feel like they 
you know, not to delve too far into the gear. I think they just did a W, if I recall correctly. Oh, man. I think. Don't hold me to that. I've got beefs with my alma mater's gear. And I'll save that for Gear Freaks. Yeah, we're going to do a high school episode eventually. But I'm not not thrilled, man. And I think you you always look at what, especially what you wore, is like, those like like yeah but there i'm not saying that our shit was without issue but there's a certain helmet switch that mm-hmm. happened on 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 the kickatan warriors gear that i'm like oh but don't why did you because there's so much better in the arsenal yeah there's so much better i always liked y'all stuff yeah man we had so the spear was dope that's what i rocked mm-hmm. um and the thing that you did was you would take your spears off your helmet and everybody put them on their first car. Oh, word. Yeah. That's one of those little lame high school things that you did. <laughs> and then, like, I thought I was going to keep these motherfuckers forever, right? Because that's your mentality then. Yeah. And uh, when my first car died, because uh, cheat sheet for people that aren't local, a lot of shitty white kids go to Kickatan. I'm talking, like, when the H2s came out. Yeah. There was one of them in the parking lot. Yeah, dude. Like, some of these people's parents had more money than fucking brains, clearly. You know? A teenager rocking an H2. Unreal. Redacted's license plate said uh, because he was going to Virginia Tech. His license plate said H2 to Tech. And it was burgundy. It was, yeah, dude, it was the worst. It was the fucking worst. The (laughs) worst. It was so bad. Like, you're just a. So many awful names. Yes. I almost. (laughs) I don't know which one to drop. Yeah. I almost threw out the C word, you know? It's correct. And it would have been deserving Uh because this guy deserved it. But I was the only person, I'm pretty sure, one of the only people, if not, shout out to the bum crew. Who drove a car that was older than them? Mm-hmm. Like Which I just is what you're supposed to do, right? That's the way you know most people do, uh-huh. um, or don't have one like your boy. You know, yeah, but it, either way, but not drive a fucking brand new sixty thousand dollar car <laughs> yeah. and roll I up. You know, I roll one now. Yeah, hey, yeah, exactly. Grown ass man, exactly, dude. You know, fuck. When I made okay, let me give me what every white girl gets in high school. That's what I want my first car purchase to be because I couldn't afford what I wanted like most people. Like, oh, give me shelter over over what I drive. Yes. I'll take that. So uh, I hate when I do this on the air. I don't remember where I was going with this. (laughs) Bro had an H2. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. So my first car eventually shit the bed, mm-hmm. at, as it does, right? And it took so much effort to get those spears off because they're not just regular decals. They're fucking, you know, they're meant for a helmet and contact. Oh, they're yeah. thick. Mm-hmm. And the adhesive on those motherfuckers is... No quit. Oh, dude. It's, it's for life. And it took so much effort to get these spears off of the back of this fucking Dodge Ram Charger, let me tell you. <laughs> like, it took a lot. And I finally did, though. Uh, cooler heads prevailed, and the effort mattered. But I couldn't tell you where they are to this day. So it was a lot of wasted energy. Like, I'm not 33 going, hey, look at my high school football spears that were on my helmet. I couldn't tell you where they are. Yeah. I couldn't tell you where none of that shit is. You know, I have the memories that I can tell on the pod, you know? And I'm good with that. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't have a shrine. I'm not Al Bundy. You know what <laughs> I mean? Four touchdowns, one Right. Game. A single game. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- okay, so were you, I guess since we're here, were you... Uh, tassel guy, hang the tassel from the from the rear view. Okay, um, I was not that guy, but what I was was <laughs> can't believe I'm going into this road on air. But you asked, I'm here. We'll do it. I wasn't tassel on the rear view, but what I did do is, you know, prom night when you take the garter off. Okay, right. That's supposed to be the thing or whatever, from I what I remember. I didn't go to prom. Um, Band nerd. Maybe that's not like a ceremony then. It I don't know. Well, I wouldn't know. But it. point being, the garter, which is like the thing, you know, your date wraps high on her leg. Um, that hung on my mirror. 
for a while until it got discolored. Uh-huh. And I was like, I should probably. <laughs> I should probably get rid of this. I don't like, yeah. I'm, I'm old enough to where people, you know, I don't need to let people know probably. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't even like one of those deals. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it was on there long enough to where like the summer sun got to it. And when November rolled around, it's like, okay. Enough. <laughs> we can probably let this one go. You know? I don't even know that it was a strategic move. I think I just put it up there and probably forgot. Um, and then I went to like, okay, let me do the detail. And I was like, oh, this is still here. <laughs> probably time to retire it, man. Yeah. You know? But no, I was never I like I think I, I put my tassel like in my room or something, somewhere random. Like I didn't like, oh fuck this and throw it away. I'm a badass. Fuck you. But like I was not like tassel in the mirror guy. You know what I mean? I was I had my gold advanced diploma tassel. Right. That one stayed at home. Okay. But I had a regular red and white one mm-hmm. that I hung in my rear view. Yeah. And like you just talked about, all through the summer I had it. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sun fades it. And then one day I'm like, it's October. It's pink and yellow now. <sighs> Come on, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Time to go. Yeah. I did for an embarrassing amount of time uh, have a pair of fuzzy eagle's dice hanging from my mirror. I don't know could what be I... worse, I guess. I, it, it, no, it could definitely be worse. Um, like a garter. I was going to say, I, I graduated from the garter <laughs> belt to the dice. Look at me, I'm Eddie Guerrero uh, in a Civic and uh, green and gray dice. But yeah, I don't know what I wanted to accomplish with those, but they were there for a while, for an embarrassingly long amount of time. And then I grew up and I was like, eh, you know what I don't need? Dice in the mirror. Yeah. You I don't know, think I'll ever. You know what? I think we. <laughs> so that same car, 1993 Suzuki Swift. Yeah. My dad gave it to me for my graduation present. Yeah, like, man. He had it. He bought it when we were still in New York. He goes, "There you go, son. Yours." It's like, yo, dope. I've got wheels now. It's a manual, uh, which of course me and my friends <laughs> decided to take essentially a couch and put it in the back seat. <laughs> Uh, and the, we broke the, uh, the tape deck, so we had to use, we had to carry around a, uh, boom box. Dude, yes, yes! <laughs> All sorts of great times in the old Suzuki Swift. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. That, uh, God, what an underrated time. My first car did not have a, a functional, uh, CD player, so I had to go out and buy one, like a deck. Mm-hmm. And I spent more than I should have on a deck for a CD player for a, a truck that lasted uh, not not super long. But a buddy of mine at the time showed me how to, because I thought it was the coolest thing in the world at this point at the time, that as you were driving, A, the light that was coming from this thing was fucking would glow. Mm-hmm. Like, that thing was strong, man. <laughs> and it would scroll with the name of the song. Oh, dude. That was so. That technology. That was groundbreaking at the it's time. Like, yo, right? This is the song almost yeah, I knew it. <laughs> right, but like, yo. you look at it, you know. And uh, a buddy showed me how to shout out to my guy David, that showed me. By showed me, I mean he did it. <laughs> you can convert songs to like MP3s or whatever, I mm-hmm. think, and you could fit like five hundred onto one CD. And I was like holy fucking game changer yeah and so like i had i was cd visor guy and he was like bro you don't need that like i got you here's what you do and i was like well what if like what happens if i want to like listen to you know like the the fucking the doors are my favorite band what if i would listen to this is the end he was like well you know it's up to you to remember you know, song is, it, is this really the best option? Now? Song song two thirty nine, right? Like I can't help you there, and I'm like, okay, I get understood from that. I'm being a diva. I'll just roll with it and let it play through because if I put these songs up here, in theory, I should be good with them. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't want to skip nothing. But I remember that being like, I can get rid of the CD visor because as you put 
So they always fit 10, but you know what you did? The more you had that, you cram more in there. Yeah. And eventually it would sag and fall down. You'd take a turn, they'd slide out, yep. and it just became cumbersome. And, and instead of parking to go pick them up, you try to do it while you're trying well, <laughs> 100% of the time, because who wants to gamble with life and death? Me, because I don't want to lose my Angels and Airwaves fucking and it's CD. It's not going to go anywhere. It's fine here, it, it's safe. Inside, it's not skipping on the sidewalk, yeah. you know? It's going to be all right. I can get it when I get to my destination, but what if I want to hear it three stoplights from now? Then you're done. Yeah. I, I got to have it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stupid oh, the, sh the shit you do when you're young, man. Did you have one of the ones where you could take the face off? Yes, I did. And then you... Like you guarded that thing with your life, dude. <laughs> because back in the day, the crime to do was steal the CD decks. Mm -hmm. That was what you did back in the day, and you weren't getting me. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on this motherfucker. I think it was a Kenwood. I think mine was Kenwood. I think the one in my '85 Scirocco. Yeah, was, God, I love that car. I miss that car, dude. Don't you have? There's always a car that like I love mine now. It's my first brand new car I ever bought, like as an adult. You mm -hmm. know. Made all the payments on time, you know. What's up, credit score? <laughs> um, you know, and I bought it when it had like nine miles or whatever the fuck. Like, and I was like, ooh, new car smell. Yeah. Lasted three weeks until I ended up lighting a heater in it. But, you know, we made it that far. Mm -hmm. I love the thing. I've taken it back home. I've taken it to Eagles games. I've taken it to Flyers games. I've taken it to a Phillies game. Like, the whole nine, you know. Well, love the car, but it's never, like... You always have one that you look back on and go, that was my baby, though. Yeah. You know? I have so many fond memories memories in the Swift, but that Scirocco was the one that I was like, man, this... This is my shit. It, it was like metallic silver, like a DeLorean. Ooh. So it looked like I was <laughs> rolling yeah. around a DeLorean. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that thing. And yeah, it was a manual, dude. man. Like, I miss... I was telling my wife yesterday, I miss driving a manual. And right. She's like, why? And I was like, I can't really explain it. It was just fun. like Activity. Instead of just... Like, you're not really driving when you drive an automatic. Right. You're there. You're riding. I mean, you stir. <laughs> but man, right. like, having to know when to shift. And yeah. Shift up and shift down. And but automatic is handy for when your CD visor yes. flings CDs all over you. Because then you don't have to shift while you're reaching for Bob Seger <laughs> yes. or whoever the fuck. Down, down to two. <laughs> that would be the worst. Yeah, dude. Then you're definitely dead. But the, so here, which brings to mind, I even had to pop a clutch in God knows how long because, yo... For a while, the Swift wouldn't start. Oh shit! So, what did we do? <laughs> Boom! Pop that, pop that clutch. Because of course, start. because of course you do. Instead of fixing it, right? Why do that? We'll we'll do that. You know, we'll do it down the road. Yeah. And by that, never. Someday never Pretty comes. Never. Someday never comes. Unreal. <laughs> stupid. Oh, stupid. Stupid. Dude, it was what what fun times though. I never thought like like thirty three. I'd be like, ooh, memories. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Fond of back in the day, like you never know things are going to change so much. You know what I mean? But I remember that though, like a boombox, dude. That was good God, man. <laughs> could you remember how much fun and joy a boombox brought you? Man, especially so we would take and record whatever songs, like not even just radio songs. We would just like we found. I forget the name of the song, but it was on this movie Buffalo '66. It's a, it's a, it was a yes song on the, not even in the movie, just in the preview mm -hmm. that was before basketball, like on VHS. <laughs> and we're like, man, that song's cool. And we found it, and we're like, let's put it on the tape. Yes, boom. And then like yeah. uh, the, the basketball song, your life is spinning out of control. <laughs> Got that one, yeah. And just whatever the hell we wanted to listen to, not yep. just radio stuff. And so right. we're rolling around <laughs> with, with our mixtape from like with movie clips, yeah. <laughs> essentially. <coughs> it it's was the best stuff man. from Newgrounds, the right? Taint of love. Yeah. Oh Christ. <laughs> It was the best, man. I remember riding up to my first Raw I ever went to here at the Coliseum. Me and my buddy, the dude David, was one of the one of the crew we went there with. And we just had, like, you know, when you burned music back in the day, Napster, mm -hmm. that's what you had to do. Yep. You know, and piracy. Yes. And, uh, 
you know, downloaded a bunch of like wrestling themes. Yeah, man. And rolled up to the Coliseum, you know, in in that Ram Charger with <laughs> with the kick of ten football spears on the back, as you do. As one would. Um yes. yeah. Blaring, you know, stone cold Steve Austin's theme. <laughs> The DX was up there, man. Oh, god damn. It was a good mix. It was a fun, it was a fun theme mix. Mm -hmm. Ultimate Warriors theme was up there because Road Rage or Roid Rage. Both. Take your pick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know. Uh there was a lot, man, but it was fun. It was fun, man. I remember a buddy of mine had uh like a video camera and he like he went through this phase where like he would bring it with him everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we would just go cruise. And uh, he would have the video camera with him, and we would just pack the old Dodge full of, like, buddies, and we would just ride around and fuck with people. And my guy would videotape all of it, which is stupid because evidence. Evidence, yes. Um, but we were dumb, man. Like, yeah. that's what just, you know, and it wasn't like, like, I mean, we weren't fucking with people, fucking with people. Just stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Throwing water balloons at people from a moving car because yeah. it was hot outside. Yes. You know. I mean, it could be worse. Uh, you could have rolled up into like Michael's Woods when they were still building it and tipped over porta potties every night. Like that could have been a thing you did. <laughs> you have all. Not, <laughs> I'm not saying I did that with my friends, but but maybe some may have. Uh, I'm here to say though, tipping a porta potty from what I've only from what I've heard, not personal experience, uh, nudge is more difficult than one would think. Yeah, you and have, you need to get out of the way quick. You need to have like four heads on it, mm-hmm. and you need to do it quick. Yes, be- not that I I would know this. Right. So you hear it's on Wikipedia. Yes. <laughs> you push fast. Yeah. Run. Get the fuck out of the way. Leave the car running. Yeah. Before the construction site gets on you. Yes. You know, all the red man. Fucking stupid. <laughs> oh God. Fucking boys slash young men are the worst. No, we would do that too, though. We would videotape everything, like everything. Yeah. I think so. It's it's good to hear that we weren't the only ones. No, you weren't the only ones implicating yourselves potentially somewhere. What's funny is funny and or terrifying is that somewhere there's some VHS tapes with all this shit on it. Um, probably still at my parents' house. Um, but I don't know that I want to watch. Nah. You know, those can. I'll I'll stay far away from that one. Those are from those are for the fire. Uh, there's also a v, the only VHS tape I have from back in the day that my guy recorded shit on was me and my guy Ballard, uh, and a couple other dudes back in the day. We did like a backyard wrestling deal, and those those I kept possession of over the years just because I'm like, there might want to be a time where I want to watch my buddy and I beating the shit out of each other, yeah. and. Uh, you know, did you guys do promos? So we never did promos. I wish we would have taken it that far. What we did do is we did like themes. We did entrances. We had a ring announcer or a yard announcer, rather. Yes. Um, the whole deal. I um, I took it upon myself to let. We had a fake uh, company name. Of course you did. Um, we were the UWA, the okay. Underground Wrestling Alliance, was what we were. My buddy mocked up a logo and everything. Um yeah we were maximum impact wrestling (laughs) yes yeah m-i-w yes sir (laughs) fuck yeah dude i it stuck because tower my friend tower and i were in his room fucking around with like wrestling dolls yeah and uh he goes, you're a victim of Maximum Impact Wrestling. And the dog like ran up the wall. And you're like, well, that's the name. Has got to be it. It popped <laughs> yeah. the dog. Yeah. <laughs> and so that became our thing. You are a victim of Maximum Impact Wrestling. I love it. I love That is totally the late 90s pay-per-view voice. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is it, dude. <laughs> we even had the dumb Maximum Impact so the hand logos, the hand shit, dude. It was. I I thought it would be a good idea to uh to sand do the Sandman where I had a can of beer. Oof. Look, it, the mission was accomplished, right? Uh-huh. Color happened. I got juice, but the next day, lump on the head. Of course, so bad because Not a I, good idea. The thing was, is like in my twisted eighteen-year-old brain, like 
like we would get people to come watch these, like you know, buddies and shit. Yeah. Not like we weren't like charging, you know, whatever. <laughs> Should have, you know, but badminton league coming soon, folks. <laughs> yeah, dude, hell Happy. yeah, right. It's coming. You're gonna have to buy for this though. It's not free admission uh-huh. like the UWA or MIW was. <laughs> um, but there were like you know, there were hot girls there that back in the day, you know pre-domestication you were interested in right yep. and you know dudes you got a the adrenaline's going who's the dumbest fuck yeah because you know what women like idiots so you're trying we think that right but then you get older and you find out that you kind of weren't that far off yeah you know um it, so it's like okay who can be the most stupid i know what i'll do crack my own dome open with a can of beer <laughs> And it happened. It worked wonders. It worked. And then you wake up the next day and you go to piss and look in the mirror and go, the fuck? <laughs> oh, I didn't. Yeah, that can. I didn't think of this, you know? <laughs> the aftermath. Yeah. Dried up blood in the middle and shit. Oh. Like, oh, this is going to take some time to heal. Wow. <laughs> you know? Oh, goddamn. By the way. Idiots. <laughs> key lime eagles. Yeah. Key lime pie gear. <laughs> Best Eagles pot ever. Because we're over the midnight greens. We, it is. It is. Shit. But again, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not here for OTA talk unless Sirianni breaks out his closet or his wardrobe. I do want to touch on one thing though before we get the fuck out of here. I would do. I do want to actually talk Eagles. One thing because now the hot thing is uh, Julio Jones. Okay, you know he wants out of Atlanta. Right and. <laughs> I need to not do that as much. I breathe into the mic and chew uh, gum into the mic a lot. So, you know, I hope you like mouth noises when you listen to the Grease Paul pod, kids. Um, but Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta, right? He's made it clear, that, you know, the Shannon Sharp incident, I'm out of here. Um, and you hear that, you know, the birds are a dark horse. Uh, Howie Roseman's been, quote, sniffing around Julio Jones, because of course he is. Um, you know, look, man, it, and it, reportedly there's a list of teams that Julio Jones would like to go to and we're up there. But if you go by this list, so are about another 20 teams. So Julio's basically, if this list is legit, it's out there. Julio's going, yeah, I'd like to go to 75% of the fucking league. Uh, Just get me out of Atlanta, please. It's basically what that is. And, you know, look, as I look at it with Julio Jones, man, of course a veteran receiver is going to help. Okay, of course it is, especially when you got young receivers. You got Jalen Rager, you know, who you just dropped, a, you know, spent a first rounder on last year. Another first round receiver this year, you move up for Devontae Smith, right? So you've got young, a young receiving core. Even furthermore, if you look at the the depth pieces at receiver, Greg Ward Jr., Travis Fulgham, Arcega Whiteside, there's a lot. Quez Watkins, John Hightower, you name it, go up and down the depth chart. There is youth here, right? A lot of inexperience. But so. I understand the logic that a veteran receiver would help, but again, I'm, I'm not for the disrespect to my guy Sirianni because I think, it, look, if you give him time, he's going to be very hands-on with these receivers, right? This is a dude in in your new head coach played receiver in college at Mount Union, right? He was a receiver coach for the Chiefs and the Chargers before he became the Colts' offensive coordinator. Maybe trust the new head coach you just hired. Instead of giving up assets to bring in a guy that, yeah, of course, Julio Jones, he's one of the best receivers ever that, you know, we've ever seen, especially of this generation, future Hall of Famer. Yeah, in theory, you always love to have guys like that on your team, right? Of course. But I just, what's the point really necessarily when this team's like the roster's not built for that? To me, he makes sense. You give up an asset to get him there. If you're a team like Green Bay, if you're a team like Buffalo, maybe you can. Can you imagine, you know, Julio Jones opposite Stephon Diggs? Come on, you know, if you're a team like San Francisco or somebody like that, that you're maybe a piece away, or adding a piece like Julio would get you way closer than you are now. I don't think that's the case for this team. I just don't. And so, why then? Would you entertain the idea of giving up an asset to get him? Why? I think if, you know, reports out there, you know, they want a first form because, of course, they do. And, you know, uh, maybe it'll take a second. You know, look, 
if you can get him for a two and you can swing the, you know, the, the captain, maybe sure, maybe for a two, but I don't even know that I'd do that. Because here's why. You got to figure next year and next year's draft, you're getting – we've got two ones for sure. Ours in Miami. Indianapolis is if Carson plays 75% of the snaps, right? But even if not, we've got Indianapolis's two, and we've got our second-round pick. So you're going to have four picks in the top 50 or thereabouts – Depending on what the Colts do, and you can bet your ass, I would say, if you do the math, uh, we would have to be one of the – basically not make the playoffs, one of the worst 18, 17, 18 teams in the league to get a pick in the top 50 in the second round of our own. You're going to give away a top 50 pick for a 32-year-old receiver that, yes, again, Julio Jones is fucking great, but what's the return on investment there? I would argue with what you what you you're potentially looking at next year's draft. I think you need all your picks in 2022, especially those ones and twos or the ones and two, however it works out. This draft is going to be gross. All right? And I mean again, these colleges now are cranking out every every class, every draft is strong at something. But you look at kind of preliminary next year some names and some guys that you might see and I'm not even going from a a way too early 2022 mock draft uh standpoint but you look at some of these guys right you give Jalen Hurts a year maybe you're in position next year for a Sam Howell or a Spencer Rattler you know Keaton Slovis Todd McShay likes him a lot um I personally at least entry level right now Howell's my favorite but you've got three quarterbacks that are going to go high next year more than likely it, this is also a, a team that, look, that defensive line's getting a little older, right? You're at some point going to kind of need to inject some youth there. You've got Derek Barnett. you got Josh Sweat. You've got some guys. You've got some pieces. But if you've got three ones, maybe you pick high enough to get Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. If not, George Karloftis is there, the edge rusher out of Purdue. That takes care of that. You inject some youth on that defensive line that Howie Roseman loves to do so much. Secondary. Derek Stingley Jr., corner out of LSU. This guy has been on your radar for two, three years if you're a college football fan. Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. These are guys his defense could sorely need on the back end. Evan Neal, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Darian Kennard, offensive tackle out of Kentucky. Again, if Jordan Melata doesn't work out this year, Andre Dillard, Lane Johnson's getting older. You're going to have those guys potentially. Charlie Kolar, tight end out of Iowa State. There's a lot to be had in this draft next year. I don't know. Me personally, I would much rather have the draft picks to go and get youth on this team than to bring in a guy that's 32 years old. How many wins? What's the win that Julio Jones takes you from what? I'd say this team's maybe a six and ten, seven and nine team. At best, seven and nine. Can't even say that now because there's fucking seventeen games. And I think I'm the only person in the world that's against that. So okay, six and eleven, seven and ten. God damn, that sounds stupid. <laughs> but like what what do you think Julio Jones is gonna do? Do you think he's gonna take you from a a six or seven win team to a fucking nine or ten win team. He's just not going to do that. And you can you can say okay if you add a Julio Jones, it's going to it is going to give you the best look that you can get at Jalen Hurts and what he's capable of. I would argue that why would you Julio is not going to be a long term piece of this team. He's not. And again, you just traded up in the draft ahead of the Giants to get Devontae Smith. That is you saying Howie Roseman, this is my guy. After taking a wide receiver in the first round last year. That's what you got. That's what you got. Now, you can go out and get complimentary pieces. Would I be pissed? Would I commit arson if Julio Jones was an Eagle? No. But I think the best way to do this, I've always believed, and you can look at 
look at the successful teams and track records. It's not hard to figure out. The best teams build through the draft every year. You go into free agency and you can pull a guy, a complimentary piece. That's what it's there for. You don't build through free agency, Washington. You know, when you see the Redskins football team, my bad, they started to become, if you look at their last couple drafts, they finally started to nail it as they got Bruce Allen the fuck out of there. That's why Washington is in a great position now. I wouldn't say great position, but I think I think Washington's probably the early favorite to win this division. I absolutely fucking love what they did in the draft this past year. You know, it good teams build through the draft. Trades and everything are fun. The trade deadline is nice if you're a contender and you get you the piece to put you over the edge, right? That's what you know, the Super Bowl year, Jay Ajayi, that's what that was. The, the the next year, the following year, you go and get you a golden tape. You know, but I'm not a fan of treating draft picks as if they're fucking disposable. Let's uh, let let's get rid of future investments for a right now return. I don't think that's a smart thing to do, especially when this team is in the situation it's in where the guy you thought was going to be the guy for years to come, you had to get rid of. The best thing to do is accumulate assets. As many picks as you can, which Howie Roseman's done a great job of doing so far. But you know what you don't do after you acquire all those picks? You don't take those picks and move them for old dudes. No disrespect to Julio Jones. I love Julio Jones. Again, future Hall of Famer. But you don't take these three ones and you don't package them for happy endings to Sean Watson either, allegedly. You don't bring in fucking Russ Wilson. Fuck that. Get your youth in here. Get you something you could build around. This is an organization that has hired, aside from him being my guy, our guy here on the pod, you've hired a young head coach, 39 years old, Nick Sirianni. He's gone out and hired you know, two young up-and-coming coordinators, Shane Steichen, his offensive coordinator, who worked in L.A. last year with Justin Herbert as a Chargers OC. Great hire. Jonathan Gannon, his defensive coordinator who worked as a Colts defensive coach last year, a secondary coach. You've got a young-ass coaching staff. You give them an opportunity. Why not fill the roster out with youth as well? Why not fill the roster out with youth as well? And You can go youth across the board because when you add young talent, you get, if you've got four top 50 picks, you add four guys on rookie contracts at positions assume you know presumptively of need or you go best player available or however you want to do it you've got four picks in the top 50 you can play around with them a little bit you can go need position then you can go best player available you can mix and match your strategy there and you've got guys across the board on both sides of the ball or however you choose to do it that you have on rookie contracts while having potentially in Jalen Hurts or Sam Howell, or Spencer Rattler, one of these guys, potentially having a quarterback on a rookie contract, which we know how fucking valuable that is in this sport. You can't beat it. Once you pay your quarterback big money, you know, you're having less, you're having, it's way more difficult to put that talent around them. Look at the Packers. Look at, I hate to say it because I cannot stand the motherfucker, but look at Tom Brady. The reason he's got seven Lombardis, aside from the asterisks and the cheating in Foxborough and the fact that there's some witch doctor bullshit going on with him and his ass chin, I'm convinced there kale shakes aren't going to make you play to your 45, okay? But he will take less money. I'll give him that. And when Brady takes less money, you know what Chris Godwin's going to do? You know what Mike Evans is going to do? They're going to take less money because who the fuck are they to demand more money when Tom Brady's not taking more? Serious. So I just think that you go youth across the board here. These picks are incredibly valuable that are coming up. I think you take this year as a transitional year. You see what you got in Sirianni. You see what you got in Hurts. You kind of take this one on the chin, right? And put your best foot forward and you hope maybe everything goes well and you surprise people and you go 7 and 10, 8 and 9. Whatever the fuck, right? But maybe you're pesky. 
Maybe you're fucking, I know, it sounds horrible, right? There's no such thing as going 500 now. There will be no 500 record because there's an odd number of games. That is egregiously gross. I fucking hate it. Everybody else loves it because yay more football, but it's like. Yay more injuries. Thank you. Yay odd number. That too, which fucks with my OCD. But but also like, I guess maybe it, it makes tiebreakers a little easier, but. Agreed. That might be the only positive. Yeah, man. I, well, the other thing is, you know, you're going to have years where you have nine road games and eight home games and vice versa. It's all, you know what? I mean, it's all money. I get it. But come on. That's what gets me. How much fucking more money do you need? Thank you, man. It's these people that bitch and complain about, oh, the athletes, they're complaining they want more money. Yeah, dumb fuck. They're the one out here putting their bodies on the line, yeah. especially in football. Okay. Yes. You're you're okay with the owners wanting to get more money at the cost of the the fucking players? Yeah. You're supporting that because it's more entertainment for me, the fan. I get more I get another week out of my fantasy football season now. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and how can you gripe about a player <coughs> making fill in the blank, whatever whatever number makes you angry? Right. When the owner of the squad is like, I mean, we raking can't even, it in, we can't even measure how much yes. he's making. This is his toy he, more than likely. He, right? Yeah, this white guy, right? Totally white dude, except for Carolina, who has yeah. you know, yeah, good for them. Um, but that that's what it is. But we're okay with that, but because it's more entertainment for us. Mm. But we don't like when the player holds out. Really? I mean, he can he can he can stretch out that pocket a little, like come out of pocket just a bit. Yeah. Well, the cap's gonna go up, and it, it, look. Oh yeah, in uh, the cons in Jacksonville, <clears throat> not white. <laughs> okay. But still. I'm not counting them. No disrespect to their heritage for sure, but I saw a video last night that fucking disturbed me. Oh really? Did you see what happened on the AEW pay-per-view over the weekend? Uh-uh. Okay. So, we're if we're done with Eagles, kids, <laughs> because I'm going to I'm going to Oh, let's watch the video. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make this point and I'm going to get on this high horse before I hop off and we get out of here. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I don't think this is awesome though. So we know AEW, right? Uh, yeah. So they had, I guess, the pay per view over this weekend where they go fiddle fuck around at TIAA Bank Field, home of the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who was involved in the match, but Jerichovid was one of the dudes. Um, because in his, in his inner circle and pin, uh the pinnacle. Okay, Jerichovid, who match. I used to love. Yeah, I. There was a part in the match where, and this was all I saw. So Jerichovid and whoever he was fighting somehow make their way into Urban Meyer's office, okay, at the stadium. Yeah. His real fucking office. See if you can um, keep making your point while reading. I know, right? I saw the top one because it was only a, only a couple uh, words, so I can read that while talking. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I kind of was filibustering there for a minute. about So, okay. Jericho, they fight up in Urban Meyer's actual office, right? Cool. So Urban Meyer's standing there with Charlie Strong, who is an assistant um, that he brought with him to Jacksonville. They fight into their office, right? Um, so Charlie Strong, in the office. I guess because he was suppo- we're supposed to get that he's doing his job, even though clearly he's not, because he's – He's right. You know what he could be doing? He could be watching film. He could be home with his family that he's had nine fake retirements to go fucking spend more time with his family. But instead, he's fucking around with Jericho on a goddamn wrestling pay-per-view. Sorry. So, no, you're good because this shit grossed me out on so many levels. So Jericho, Charlie Strong throws Jericho a football. And just if you're if you're a coach, what the hell with Charlie Strong's throws? You got to. Aw- zip it in. Awful mechanics. Just terrible. It was a duck. Shit throw, both of them, because he threw him two balls. 
So Jericho then takes a football. Jericho also horrible mechanics. I get it. He's Canadian. He's a hockey guy. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't probably doesn't watch a lot of tape on so fifty. Yeah. So I'll he, give him the benefit of the right, which is why he shouldn't be doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's too old for this shit. But we have to fit in with the cool kids. Mm-hmm. So he takes the footballs from Charlie Strong. And he throws them at whomever he's wrestling. And mind you, there's people out there that catch bullets from Brett Favre. I mean, not anymore, clearly. You know, pick a quarterback, Phillip Rivers, fucking whoever, right? Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Brady Quinn. Achilles Smith. <laughs> like, people get, like, this is what people do for a living, man, mm-hmm. is catch missiles from dudes that have cannons for arms, right? Jericho throws footballs at this dude, and whoever it is, Buddy is selling it. I mean, dude, I'm talking HBK against Hogan at SummerSlam. Like, does a football, like he's throwing football. That happened in a wrestling match. I'm going to throw these footballs at you and use these footballs as weapons. So okay. then Urban Meyer hands Chris Jericho his, tab, his fucking laptop. Oh. A fucking laptop. And Jericho... Smacks the laptop over whoever it is his back. So Urban Meyer is a heel. Urban mm-hmm. Meyer at the end of it goes because he puts now Jericho put a dude in like a, a chair with wheels and he wheeled him into a rail. And Jericho and Urban Meyer, like that was the thing that popped the crowd. Jer- Urban Meyer turns and looks at the camera and goes, holy shit. Oh. And all the AEW fans went, and I'm sitting here the whole time when I watch this, and I was like, you know what? I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence, who was the first overall pick in the draft. <laughs> and this is the reason why the fucking Jaguars will never be anything, because their fucking owners, goddamn, are... Di- hey, let's have a match at our fucking field. Mm. And, and it, like, look, we're cool. We can have... We can cross-pollinate and cross-contaminate. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but this is why your fucking team sucks. And if I were Trevor Lawrence... I would fucking demand a goddamn try. I've worked my I've worked my ass off my entire life mm-hmm. to be the first overall pick in the NFL draft. I get that. I've earned that. That's happened for me. And the team I go to is involving my coach with this shit. Not even pro wrestling, just a very dumb segment on pro wrestling. Yeah, and like dude, I grew up a wrestling fan. Like mm-hmm. I'm not shitting on wrestling, but AEW is not wrestling. That video that I watched is not wrestling. It's not. It's fucking bullshit. It's fucking terrible comedy. I don't know who watched that and went, oh, this is fucking cool. Like, to me, well, if anybody watches, well, yeah. The internet did. I'm right. Sure. We sit in our parents' basement or attic and eat Hot Pockets for dinner. And, you know, you want to see the pile of crispy socks we got in the corner? Because, yeah, those dudes, you know? And, I, yeah. You know, not to not to derail further as I'm wont to do. Uh, if the same thing, exact same situation happened on WWE television, it would get. Murdered. Oh, it would be terrible. They're the, worst. Be the worst. But because AEW does it, yeah, take it seriously. Grow up, yeah. Again, it's like if it's shit on it, on WWE, then it's also shit on AEW. Stop. Right. If anything, it's worse from AEW because at least WWE, even though I'm not WWE apologist. Side note, I told you before we got on the air, I watched the Mick Foley A&E doc the other night, and I pulled the dad and kind of like dozed off in the middle and got up, went to bed. I was like, I'll finish this tomorrow. Right. At that night, I had a dream that Vince McMahon owned the Eagles, <laughs> and it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> I mean, that's a combo for another day, yeah. but yeah, that was, I woke up. Next week on the pod. Yeah. What happened if Vince McMahon was Jeff Laurie? There we go. Um, the link would look the same every week. <laughs> kind of like it does now. But anyway, uh, yeah. Like, WWE at least has been around for years, okay? Mm-hmm. AEW was created and is supposed to be, hey, we're not like them. Right. We're we're cool. We're, and losses matter. Yeah, we're going to treat it like a sport. Yeah. Are you? Are you, though? Because if, they, if we're treating this as a sport, for one... What sport is that? Shouldn't dude have caught the footballs? Yeah. And shouldn't Charlie Strong have been able to throw better? That, that was almost as bothersome as anything to me. I was like, good God, man. Aren't you a football coach? <laughs> no, wonder you didn't, no wonder they ran you out of Texas, motherfucker. <laughs> like, what is this? Oof. Yeah, dude. 
Um, and I don't like Urban Meyer to begin with, and it's not even a Penn State Ohio State thing. I just get tired of the oh my team like the we didn't win the championship this year, so I like I have bad health. I gotta go home and spend time with my family. How many stops? So like he started in Utah, right? And then Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Florida. Ohio State. State. Yep. And then the, J- Jag- the Jaguars have been trying to like, and they got him this year because he come out of retirement because oh we got the first overall pick, so I can get Trevor Lawrence and okay, but. Look what you're doing, though. And look how the team's probably still not going to be good. At, and then right, you're going to retire Right. Again. That, that's why he's, he's going to abandon them again. Oh, I, we went 5-12 uh, we went and 12 this year. So uh, uh, I, I think I'm going to die. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Sorry, Trevor. For and the season. Yeah. He shows up at, like, Michigan or something. Right. And then he shows up fucking Orange Cassidy on AEW or whatever. And, you know. I hate the cons, man. I like I'm not not from that, but just because like I don't know who watched that and went, This is like entertaining. That was fucking offensive to me. Not just as a football guy, but like it's offensive to wrestling too. Yeah. That is not wrestling, dude. It's yeah. not. And I felt bad for Trevor Lawrence, man. I, I did. Again, not as a an apologist, even though I'm definitely a WWE apologist, but like I can see something like that happening on WWE because long ago they said we're not pro wrestling, we're sports entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. So it's like I can forgive segments on, like that on WWE because right hey, they kind of told me they're not wrestling anymore. Yeah, we don't care about that anymore. But your whole thing is supposed to be we are pro wrestling and everybody's invited. But every right. time I see something, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, it's stupid, you know. <laughs> It's the worst, man. It's the worst. Like I saw that and I remembered I remembered back to the the football stadium fuckery last year and mm-hmm. was just like, ugh. Yeah. So this is gonna be a thing every year. Probably. Hey, we we have live burp. Um <laughs> Well, that's what this deserves. That's what yeah. <laughs> Flatulence. Uh yeah. We have this football field, so we're just gonna we're gonna just do fucking piss on everything constantly every at least at least once a year <laughs> at least only you know who else we're gonna piss on more than 17 weeks out of the year now trevor lawrence Oof, poor, poor guy. guy poor guy r.i.p is i'm telling i'm calling it right now trevor lawrence is gonna fucking fail because the cons care more about fucking throwing footballs at other people than putting a team around him i fucking hate the jacksonville jaguars there's that so boom let's watch the video game. <laughs> I am off my high horse about Urban Meyer, the cons, and all things AEW. Um, now that that is out of the way, so yeah, just to you know, to to sum up real quick, I wouldn't go Julio Jones. Keep your draft picks, man. Keep your draft picks. Give you know, give the guy with the awesome wardrobe some more youth to play with, couldn't you? Don't bring in a 32 year old dude again. I love Julio Jones, but I just think those draft picks are going to go way further than a uh, a 32-year-old veteran, even though he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But wherever he goes is going to get better, and that includes us as well. I'd just rather have the high picks. What say you? Hit me up at Grease Bowl Podcast on IG. Comment section, wherever you feel. Let me know what your thoughts are. In the meantime, I will see you back here next week for uh, you know more Eagles talk and whatever else comes up. How What's life like as Vince McMahon is an Eagles owner? We'll find out next week. <laughs> As always, go birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Go birds. Go birds. Ah, 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 oh, 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 that would be great.